everyone welcome to a new episode of dubai stars today i am with this amazing star mr Tawkir gilgar uh me and him we go way back maybe six seven years seven years seven years we met through uh real estate we were working together actually and i've seen lots of the hurdles lots of the the hard time and today i'm extremely proud to see where you are today so first of all, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for inviting me, man. For the people uh, who don't know who you are, can you give us a little briefing about yourself? Sure. So I, I think actually, like, I'll, I'll correct you. I knew you before that. We lived in the same building. True, true, true. We true, lived true, in true, the same true. building. We, yeah. You weren't living in a studio, uh, one level downstairs. I was living yeah. in a studio. And I am pissed. That's a very posh area. For <laughs> <laughs> Too posh, yeah. if you don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Um, uh, I know Tony since then. I always used to bump into him in elevator. Uh, sometimes, uh, like, you know, carrying his grocery. And yeah. sometimes, like... We were you know, even too depressed to too even de- look at each to other. To even say hi yeah. to each other. <laughs> yeah, He's like, hey, man, how are you, man? Yeah, yeah, it's okay, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we just would... Pop. Then then we met when, I think, like, um, when we when the when the concept of OBG started yeah, cooking. Yeah, 2017 or end of... Six, 17, 17, 17 was, I think. Yeah. The very beginning. So I used to work in Ottomans before that. Um, I actually started uh, my real estate career in one of the uh, companies based in Jumeirah Lake Towers uh, called the Sapphire Real Estate. Mm-hmm. But over there, it was, uh, you can say, more towards the centric of, hey, I want to do a rental deal, like make 5000 10000 a month and I'm happy. And the biggest fear, like which uh, I'll say that in two, like for those uh, one and a half years, uh, working there, the biggest fear was that, man, how, when I used to hear those numbers, like, this guy from from Ottomans closed uh, around 20 units. Another guy closed around 30 units. He made a million cars. Like, ah, these are all fake numbers. Man. This can't be true. This is just a marketing number. So I started my career there. In um, I came actually here to study. So I was in Edinburgh in uh, here at Wharton University. And uh, suddenly they said that we have a campus in Dubai. Anyone who wants to go there, do their dissertation for six months. Dubai is this fantastic mm-hmm. place. Go there and check it out. I was like, yeah, it's actually closer to home. And in Scotland, mainly there are two things. You are either in a pub or you're countryside feeding cows, right? So no disrespect, but yeah, it's pretty boring in weather and extra. So you are a Scot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So all people knew was the brands of beers, uh, alcohol, and nothing else. So I moved to Dubai and I I was like, hey, let me, like, you know, it's closer to home. Never, ever it popped in my head that I can actually go and try something in Dubai. My goal was I was finish my master's, go back home and maybe look for a job. When you say home, you're talking about India. Yeah, about India. So, but to be honest, like, like I have been working since I was 16. And selling was the first, sales was the first job that I did. And I did fantastic in that. I was 16 years old. In the world's top, I'll say, 100 companies. I got a job as a sales manager at the age of 16 based on I had to sell insurance policies. Back was it then. legal? Yeah, it was. It was oh. I, I, had, I had to do <laughs> certain things. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't really legal, but I had to kind of do certain things here and there. But like a fake idea? Yeah, I fake idea. <laughs> okay. So uh, the first person I sold was my uncle. I sold him almost <laughs> like, I sold him like a $100,000 insurance policy. Oh, what was I, the pay on that? Uh, he got out after five years with $60,000. Okay, but yeah. what was the, your commission on this? I made around $30,000 and a Bangkok trip. 16 years old, yeah. wow. Yeah, 
So the second policy in the coming month, I sold to my father. And, and if, if he sees this, he'll still hate me for this. And he didn't make his whole money out after five years. But the point was that it was always in the mind, like even starting from the school, I used to sell the Tom and Jerry books. Uh, you know, there was like a Britannia biscuit packet used to come. If you buy two, you get Tom and Jerry cards. Yeah. And one of my friends, he's still my best friend. Uh, he had a, his father has a distribution company, so Godown was at home. The storage was at home. So we used to get these Tom and Jerry cards. And I think I was the richest kid in high school. Like, who used to make like every the card supplier. Yeah, yeah, just selling these cartoon <laughs> cards to everyone. And we used to kill the supply, right, on mm -hmm. one side. And the canteen guy would not get it because the godown is at my friend's place. So yeah. we used to tell him the cards are sold out. Sell the biscuit or don't sell it. Yeah. Because it was the hottest selling biscuit at that time. So, but till we got busted in the school and uh, was, I, I was always the worst one at school. Always getting punished. But this mind never stopped. Like, uh, even before, even now, if I go to bed, like, while I have my eyes closed, like, I still think about what to sell, how to sell, what to do next, money on the mind. It's funny that before they used to call us losers, and then we got a very nice name for it as entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Yeah. I remember one of my um, school teachers telling me that uh, I can guarantee you'll never do anything in life. They told. And everyone said the for same nothing. to me. For nothing. And then I called them all like two years ago. Oh, you did? Like, hi, let's meet up. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, oh, are you working legally? I'm like, of course, I'm so transparent. This <laughs> is my you work. working legally? Yeah, because for them, even our all of our teachers, you know, yeah. like they're all miserable. And this is why I've never liked it at school. I'm like, how can a miserable person teach me about how to have a good life? And I look at them and like every day they are pushing themselves from bed. Like they don't want to be here. It's they want to see us. You know, actually it's not their fault. It's how they are trained. Correct. Right? Even in the school that we see, the school system, if you look at the education model right now, you are taught like your, a government gives you a pre-made syllabus for the year that you have to teach them cos, pi, theta, biology, history, chemistry, and all that. But when you grow up, like when you are at the age, I hope some kids are watching this. And if you grow up and when you look into life, like real life, these things don't come handy anywhere. Like today you're, you're making millions, right? So where do you use pi, cost, theta? You have an accountant for that. But if you actually from the school time learn... Not even he uses. We have like CRMs where we just need to put data entry and they will do everything. Yeah. Though to be very honest, if you don't want to be a doctor or something that specific, I don't see any point of schools and university. No, to be nothing. very honest with you. Nothing at all. It's a, it's a broken system. I know we're going to get splashed for this one, but it's a broken system just to create slavery mind, to keep people stuck in it, especially when it comes to the states, you know, like people get this university loan that they are still be in debt for it until they become what, 36, 38, and then after that, take another mortgage to take a house, means you, all of your life will be in debt until you are, what, 55 or 60? And then at 64, guess what? Now you're retired. You can go see the world. You go to old homes. But old you know, homes. what's the problem? That you cannot stay awake for more than two hours. So no matter what world you are in, you cannot even see anything. And this is the system that has been <clears throat> built years ago, and everything is still doing it. It's We're not plan. putting anything, anyone down. I was a massive loser at at school. I don't know about yourself, Stop but it. it's like I always used to be kicked out. No one liked me from 
No one actually, everyone hated me, but I didn't feel like this is an environment where I'm seeing anything out of it. In university, I did amazing, but still yet I made it because I wanted to finish quickly. It's not like because I was loving it. I actually hated it. And then when Even I, I went like to life, <laughs> <laughs> so when you went to life and I started getting the beat from life, this is where actually everything started making sense. To be very honest, my biggest teacher was YouTube. You know, you know how, one thing about the system, like there are a lot of things that are wrong with the system. The system, the, the Western system especially. I'm proud of my culture, like Indian culture. I'll tell you in what way. The culture is, in West, it has become like inherited culture that by the time you're 18, you're supposed to move out. Now, 18 is the age when the kid is the most vulnerable, right? So you give 18 year old, freedom to do whatever you want to do. What do you think an 18-year-old teenager will do? It will take the easiest route, first of all. The, the most fun-looking route. He will make money during the day. He has student debts on his head. If he wants to continue further, he has to keep taking those debts, fill in the college. I'm talking about the Western society. On top of that, the, what they will do mainly is like, they'll be busy working in McDonald's, covering their cost, drugs, party, alcohol, women, right? This is what the life circle is. And I don't blame them. They're 18 year old teenagers, like even how I used to think, how you used to think, how every single other teenager used to think. Now, if 1% makes out of it, right, who make it to that multi-millionaire status and stuff like that, they're happy with the results. And 99% are still slaves, right? They're bound to the economy. Like whole their life is spent on actually paying back the debts they have taken to the government. And it's easy. Invest in Europe to take those student loans and take all of those. What is the purpose? They of, want you to take and those loans. And what do they teach you with your own money that you borrowed from them? How to become a better slave, right? They don't come out of this mindset that I want to understand that why schools are not teaching anyone that how financial markets work. Do you feel like that they have this upscaling model? Like your BA will cost this much, which is like... 20 years of debt. However, if you go into 25 years of debt, we're gonna give you the master degree where you will be paid a fraction more. It looks like you have And if you wanna do a PhD, <laughs> you will be 35 years in debt, but guess you what? Know one thing? People will call you a doctor. It seems like you have studied their propaganda. That's exactly the propaganda. I'm just seeing it day to day and it's so miserable. It and runs on multiple levels. Yeah. It runs on the national levels. It runs on the individual levels. It, it runs in every single sphere, even the corporates, mm. right? Now, if we understand, if you understand the whole idea, we have to come out of this cycle, especially I'm sure a lot of us have kids here. And if you teach them that, hey, look, guys, now we are the new generation. We know how the system works. We come out of this mindset that, I'm a broker, I make money, I'm a businessman, I make money, that's fine, let kids go to school. But try and spend that quality time with them. Teach them something out of that book. That, hey, this is okay, I don't care about your school grades, but I need you to, you know the irony? If they actually learn the general knowledge, general knowledge is not like, com like a competitive question answer, like where you have uh, selective answers and stuff like that. No, learn a newspaper. Not obligatory, but just learn every day what's happening in the world. Slowly and gradually, when you learn and understand that, you're already in the top 1%. Because 99% are not doing that. So you have to train them psychologically that books, your schooling grade. Because nowadays, parents, right? So what they take pride in that. My son, number one. Number one in his school. 
you know what I mean? Like he wants to be that like you know parent who goes in a party and boasts about that my son had first grade first position in his class. He had ninety nine point nine. You should understand it there and then that 99.99% is not possible. And where where can you cash it? Where can you cash He's the number one in school. Where can you where cash can it you for him and for yourself? That's Nothing me. by your neighbors telling you, oh, wow, he's smart kid. Bro, I've had, I've had people who are way ahead of me in schools and academics, right? Um, I have seen them. I have had my teachers, as I said, who used to say this. By the way, Irene was one of them. Actually, I bought, I, I actually gave him some money recently. He was in trouble. It's not the fault of the teachers. It's not the fault of the students. It's the fault of everyone in the society. Everyone. I think the coming generation needs to make a change that you educate your kids in a different way. Now, if we plan to stay in that kind of a mindset, I don't see anything ever happening. I, I studied my whole life, man. I have topped in many exams. I have topped in, I have been always one of the best students in my school and academics. I believe me or not, I'm still saying that I wasted my money on my master. Absolutely. I should have done some business with that. Absolutely. Not only you wasted your money, you wasted the best year of your life where you were such a young person that you can work up to 18, 20 hours a day without even feeling the need of sleeping, where this will never come back to you. I know. The best teacher for me has been <clears throat> when I came to Dubai. My first job, I was washing cars. I had a master's degree. I didn't get a job. And I was on my own. My you know parents why? did it. Because you don't have experience on Dubai. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't have UAE experience. I had past experience and everything. And but. Then later on, slowly and gradually moving forward, Tony, I understood that at least in this place, there are some realistic interviews. The realistic interview is ask anyone whosoever has come to you for a job or whosoever has come to me for a job. How many people have you checked their degree? Have you? Never. No. Not even not the CV, you? because I know it's filled, exactly. it can be by anyone. Come sit in front of me. Let me feel your vibe. Let me feel your hunger. And based on this one, you got exactly. the job or not. Because you're not, look, you're not a stupid person sitting as a CEO, knowing the fact that he has made it by his own. Dude, when you enter, let's say when, if I'm coming for an interview, I should be smart enough to understand that I'm not getting into a dumb guy's office. This guy, yeah. this guy's come this far. He has known things from street to where he is sitting on the top floor right now, right? Now, if we understand that perspective, the first thing that comes in play is how you how much knowledgeable you are about the field you're about. And you might not know everything about real estate, but you might have that passion and hunger that you as a person will recognize in the first instance. Didn't you notice that most of yeah. the employees are kids? Yeah. Top age here is 25. Profession. 25. Top age in here is 25. But why? Because it's so hard to unlearn a person that he was super problem. These guys are super fresh. Most of them haven't done university, but guess what? These guys will stand by me no matter what. You wanna, you they, wanna... they understand what's yeah. the value of loyalty, what's the value of someone giving you a hand. The mind is you not polluting. Yes, exactly. And everyone wants to make something out of himself. You wanna know it's irony? My business partner is 19 year old. Here you go. He makes 10 times more money than the deputy commissioner in my state makes. <laughs> 10 times. The, the kid drives a Range Rover in India. 19 year old guy. Yeah. He had to go to exams yesterday or he had to attend a global championship event, right? So we have an esports division as well. 
So the guy is like, bro, and he called me. He's like, bro, I miss. He's a kid still. He's like, bro, I miss my exams and stuff. I was like, listen, you missed your exams. It's okay. I didn't. I didn't tell you to stay. I didn't. I didn't tell you to leave. It was your wish. I was like, listen, be at peace. Know for a fact that in this tournament, you make much more money than the deputy commissioner of our state is going to make in another five years. Right? He doesn't even know how to spell dollar at first place. I can assure you. And you made money in dollar. So be happy, be at peace. Go later. We'll figure out that. Just want to say something for the viewers. Uh, this conversation is same like every other conversation on my podcast. It's a freestyle. Nothing is prepared yeah. for yeah. it. We're not attacking anyone. We're just trying to tell people that we are educated people. <laughs> we learned in schools and universities. We're just telling you to take charge. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we have done all of that, we didn't get jobs. Really, we went through mud. Myself, even Tokir, I know his stories, the difficulties he, he, he had to go through. And then he found his actual passion, something that he loves and make him strive. And today... He's heading one of the biggest uh, esports marketing companies and marketing companies in the world, which we're gonna jump into it. So, from this conversation, we're not telling people don't go to schools or don't go to university. We're just telling you if this system is making you happy, do it. If this was gonna make you content and life, do it. But trust me, there is so much more to life than what you're getting from that. Books. Celibus, celibus, <laughs> and the Tiffin box. Carry on. So, I mean, uh, see, as as Tony said, that uh, what I will say is mainly and primarily looking right into the camera is that do schooling, but do it better. Learn something new that not everyone else in the world or the whole country is learning about. Learn economics, learn financial markets, learn everything. It's easy. If I can, if I can learn it at the age of 29, 30, I'm sure they can learn. They can learn it way faster at the age of 15, 16, 17. 100%. And it's up to all the parents out there who have kids who are watching this. Please give your kids more knowledge than what they don't. Don't pressure them on the books. Pressure them actually for the real world situations. How are you going to tackle tomorrow that if you are, if you are with a master's degree, no money, and how are you going to overcome? those particular situations from the streets and go to the top. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we have to understand that there is up to only certain age that you can push that. You only have that gas left in you where you can make those calls and go relentless about your dreams. So a certain age, can you, let's say, let's take everything out away from what you have done. And if I take you right now and tell you, start doing calls. At that certain age, it gets a bit more difficult to do that. But then you want other people to do that for you. But you don't grow all your life. I have seen some guys who are in the prime of their life and they're forced. Like, you know, people who have grown in 40s and they're forced to make that call. Because you see that, you see those people and you understand that why. Because they lack that confidence in them. They lack that knowledge. If, I, if I'm into real estate, Stoney, and if I go right now to any investor in the market, right, this is the biggest problem with the agents. They said... Sir, the best project, Marina Vista, the best project, no matter how good of an agent you are, that guy sitting there is not interested in that. How you are going to build your personal repo? If I sit with my clients, one of my biggest, 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 biggest support system in my career is how I have generated that repo with my clients. If I sit with him, I'm not going to only push real estate. I want him to 
think of me not as a real estate agent only. There are 25,000 others in the market who can give them better deals and kickbacks in the market, right? Why does he need you? I was sitting with one of the CEO of a very, you can say the biggest hotel group in Dubai. I swear to God, I was sitting with him and you never, you can have a conversation with him on economy. What do you know about economy? He wants to know other stuff that who am I dealing with? Yeah. I sit with him, I discuss with him the FOMC meetings, what we discuss all the time. Whenever we talk, what do we talk about? Are we talking about real estate? No. What's happening in the market? No. We are always talking about, bro, what do you think about the FOMC meetings? What do you think about Powell is going to do I this short, time? Shall I long? What is Should going? I short, <laughs> Where is it going? Okay. What do you think about? So as long as you have an intellectual level connect with those clients, you understand their needs and requirements. You make them feel comfortable that I am handing my money and that trust to a person who, has, who knows what he's doing. A client came to me three months back, market is booming. He's like, okay, um, he tested me. So the guy runs like $1.5 billion fund. And he came to me and he's like, okay, uh, we sold these two properties. He's like, yes. Uh, what do you think I should buy right now? I was like, nothing. He's like, I swear to God, if you would have given, proposed me some property, I would have never talked to you again. I was like, and he's a very tough guy. I'll tell you story how I got him. So he's a very tough guy. So I under, he's like, I swear to God, if you told me buy this right now, I would have never talked to you again. It's like, why? He's like, then you would have been selfish because I know where the market, market is overinflated. It is. Accept, right? Be truthful. So I was like, look, I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna run a short deal on you and then run away. So the next time you come to me, you call me and say, hey, Tokir, you ruined my life. You destroyed this thing. I lost 5 million, 10 million on this. And I don't it's want to... It's only that. You lose him and his network and your reputation, which Absolutely. you can never take it back. You can do 1 million things right. This is accepted from you. You're an advisor. You're an expert. But if you do one wrong decision, you lost your reputation. So sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to say for the viewers that what Tokir was actually saying if you want to be the standard broker, which is the broker that does one or two sales per month, you can go tell them, yeah, this is the best and it's the best. But if you want to be handling the billionaires, if you want to be making the deals that you will see, I am making the 20, 50 SPAs on the table, you need to be extremely knowledgeable in the financial world. You need to know what's the status of the gold. You need to know what's the status of every commodity. You need to know what's the status of everything. Because money doesn't disappear. Money goes into circles. So you need to know which circle is going out to be parked in real estate. These billionaires are billionaires for a reason. They know this world in and out. They don't need you to give them advices. They need you to give them the best opportunities. So make sure if you want to be handling these kind of people, you need to immerse yourself in knowledge, especially in the financial world. You can, you know, people take this advisor word very easily. Yeah. You know what advisory actually is? You're advising people on spending millions of their dollars. Like, let's say in Web3, right? I'm into blockchain. Um, I've, been, I've been doing this since, since a while. I'm advisor for like 10 to 15 projects right now, right? Trust me on that. It's such a responsibility. It leaves me sleepless sometimes. It leaves me like, man, 
I don't want I don't want him to like you know uh, lose this side of the business that side of the business this angle the most of the annoying business. part of it is like when it goes right it's like thank you what's next we always next? want more yeah. hunger is is crazy crazy but if it goes but wrong is good but if it Greed goes wrong if it goes wrong okay you okay. told us to do yes. this now you got me into this get me out of it um you know to be honest like um I, if if you are an ethical business but i'm not saying that all my advices have always gone right mm. there are a lot of them which have gone wrong but as long as like you're crystal clear without your own self bias into the industry or any sort of industry you come out and nobody can say that no it didn't go wrong you did wrong right as long as it went wrong it's okay when it comes to you did wrong becomes the problem which goes back to managing the expectations managing the expectations one. so these there there are a lot of uh, look like we were discussing earlier before this there are a lot of verticals that you can look into life right there are there are a lot of verticals you can look into business business perspective is not only look you can do business of any sort like you can if you have ears every single real estate in dubai if they have their ears open and eyes open everyone will be a, the richest guys in here will be the agents the most money making how not just real estate it cannot be just real estate yes you're closing it's a high competitive business believe me one wave comes into the market you know how they get flushed out at one time we were 30000 agents in the market it came down to 12000 at one point now the market is booming we are back up again 25000 another wave will come you will see again 10000 agents staying in the market 15000 agents staying in the market how do you survive this dubai like being the being the place you have where you have to like you know the cost of living is high right of course against the infrastructure that you pay if you live on a live in this beautiful city the best city in the world as per me how do you live here now you have to not only understand if you if you keep your ears open to what my client does what my seller does what my buyer does or people i am interacting how am i interacting with not only as real realtor you will find 10000 different ways of like making money right i remember one guy i told you before one guy used to manufacture clothes another guy used to sell clothes and these were cheap like low budget like 1 $2 uh sweatshirts that they were making and selling them to a country and i just happened to introduce both of them they closed closed like multi million deal and i made like around 800000 dollars out of 800000 dirham out of it my point is not that oh look i'm the smart one no everybody can do that you never know what's going to hit maybe you might have an idea that your investor is actually doing you can consult him on that hey look i'm also trying to do something like this you take the knowledge from these billionaires who have made it instill it learn it polish it sell it so that's the process as you said it's not only a circle of money it's a circle of knowledge now how much you want to where do you want to be placed in the circle yeah as a broker in real estate you can actually be the pivot of this particular whole whole circle you can be in the center do you agree with me that the real estate investment is the safest and the most steady out of every other investment on the planet yes it's the in most in terms of safety okay so what does this mean It means like if you want to be let's say into stocks or into crypto <laughs> it's highly volatile <laughs> however it's very also high likely for you to be riding a quick pump or something that you can make a lot of money but what do people do when they make a lot of money they cash out 
and they go back to where? Agreed. To real estate. Agreed. So us being in real estate, we are exposed to be knowing which is the best opportunities and the markets that's making money because these guys are making money, they are coming back to us. Yes. Look, I think like we have to understand how the global economy works anywhere in the country, right? So whenever, let's say, we, we recently faced one of the biggest inflations ever in the last 50 years, right? So we had CPI reports coming over 9%. Our interest rates are right now 4.5%, which is never heard of. Which is still going to go and up. It's still right? going to go up yeah. in 2023. Now... If CPI reports, so we have to understand that whenever we are facing that inflation, we are at a high risk. We are actually ongoing in a recession. So the first hit that any particular market takes, it takes cap wise, right? So let's say the, the lowest cap is crypto market right now. The crypto took the first hit and it, take a, it took a beating out of the market. From 3.2 trillion to 880 billion. Maybe even if less than that. Yes, yeah. we're still holding it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean like surprisingly. So... Now, what happens like then, the second one takes the second most liquid asset, that is the stocks. Stocks have also, S&P 500 is down, SPI is down, your tech stocks have tanked, Tesla has tanked, even Apple has tanked a bit. Now, the third comes the commodities, like your gold, silver, etc., your gold ETFs, so on and so forth, they take the hit. They have already taken the hit. The but still, they're holding, especially the gold, like... It's nothing to compare yes. from the 80% hit to what, 6-7%? Yeah. yeah. No, because it has multiple angles because yeah. a lot of gold is in the country reserves. So it is not, so the 5% hit on gold is a very big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, the company, like the country reserves. Saying in terms, if you're selling, yeah. you just lost 5%. Yeah. While in the stock, if you just sold it, it's between 70 to 80 to 90%. Exactly. Crypto, exactly. we're not going to mention the numbers not to break out. Over leveraged market. Yeah. Way too over leveraged, which we got to know. I used to tell you all the time that, bro, listen to me. The leverage does not make sense. And people used to think that, oh, is the leverage that traders are taking on, on Binance or, or any other exchange, right? This is not the leverage. The leverage was actually behind the scenes what, what Three Arrow Capital and all these funds were actually taking, right? Or, or Square took a $200 million. Before they passed away. Yeah, yeah before they <laughs> passed away. So that's where the liquid, but that's where basically the leverage was. If you have a billion dollar, you 10x said you are a $10 billion company, right? So now then we see the real estate market, which is on the epitome. Right. Oils also oil also comes into commodity, always fluctuate. Yeah. Right. Same like gold behaves in the same market. Now, real estate is is is, is the most because it, it is not that you click a button and you sold a property. It takes time. It's a gradual, slow process. In this market already, we have we have started seeing some of the leverage, like people who came into the market when the cash was too much, he committed for another. He was, I don't know what they were thinking. They bought the property. I'm gonna take a three-year payment plan, I'm gonna finish it in three years. Time happens, he's, he has passed that 30% payment. He's like, oh no, now the I don't have the money. What do I do? Take a 15% hit from the 30% that he has paid, exit with the 15% that he has. We will see, like look, being realistic, I do still see 30 to 40% correction in the market, but it's going to still keep Dubai real estate market 10 to 20% above than what it was pre-inflation. Right? So that's my prediction. Yeah. And I 100% agree with what you were saying. Giving an elaboration of that. That yes, real estate market is the least volatile market in the global economy that people where they mainly do is man investors are making 
14, 12, 13% returns in this market, in real estate market. Not even your stocks, bonds, or banks are doing. You are in loss if tax you free. Tax free. Boy, tax free. Tax free. Zero tax. I have no bank account in India. Zero. I don't have any, any company registered in India. I have it registered here. Uh, but point is that why, why this place? That over there I have to pay 18%, some countries 36%. If I calculate the whole... Yeah, Europe, you don't even want to say that means, 40, that means out of 365 days, I have to almost pay 100 days of my labor to the government. But for what? I don't have infrastructure to support Correct. that. Here, if I pay 10%, I'm still saying that, man, I have the best roads. I have the best commuting system. I have a clean, clean it's city. Easiest dealing system like opening companies it's so easy it's all digitized now you can just open a company from a website just by submitting the documents everything is so easy to deal with Bro, buy a car in india it will take you months no to transfer idea. the car <laughs> months to take but transfer a car under your name yeah here it is like you want to sell a car you want to buy a car tick 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 okay let's go five minutes test the car come out bye bye here is your car and i'm a plate Okay, tell us now, you've been doing good in real estate, you've been in the real estate for a very long time. We know that you jumped in the, in the, the crypto world almost two, three years back, where yeah. you really got obsessed. You stayed in one room 18 to 20 hours, you know, killing your eyes, getting the white hair, following I markets, look like a raccoon. Waking up at 4 a.m. just to see the opening of the market. Shall I short? <laughs> shall I long? What shall I do with my money? But what got you? So this was the first step. But I also want to know what got you now to be founding your own uh, company and chain. What got you into the streaming business? What got you on all of this? So take me through that right. Again, you've been doing really good in real estate. Why did you jump to something totally different? You know, I, I actually didn't jump out of real estate. I'm still in real estate. But you know why? You know. You know why. Real estate is the only profession that I personally feel can open any door for you without questions asked. Any, any door. In, in Dubai, real estate can get you in touch with anyone that you want. But it depends on how you're going to use that connect. Right? Um... I started real estate uh, with a mindset. To be honest, when I started my career, I was never sure that I'm going to stay in it for long because I really felt that I can do much more than this, right? So the way that, like, you know, because when you are, when you are, like, when you are not skilled in real estate in the beginning, I used to feel like these people talk to me so disrespectfully, right? So why do they treat me like this? Because I don't understand how I have to approach them. I was doing the same thing that everyone is doing. Hi, sir, do you want to buy a property? Do you have a property for rent or sale? That's what I was doing, even though it took me like months to work on my Indian accent. So I still have some left, but my point is that I, I want it to be there because I want people to still like, you know, I want to be connected to my roots. <laughs> so, so, but then I, I eventually like, you know, uh, it's Tony, to be honest, it's the, it's the thirst for knowledge. Everything like, like, as you said, obsessed I'll come to the obsession part later. The first is like, I saw a lot of people in COVID times and the COVID started that everybody was like crypto long, candles, candle bars, trend lines, leverage lines, RSI, RSI. I was like, man, what are they talking about? What is this? Right? How do I do this? What do they do? So I got obsessed with, with understanding that I started learning history at first place from the Romans. 
believe me, I can have 30 podcasts on the history of the world. I started getting obsessive. But in all the time, if one thing was learning. I was like, oh, okay. So if Romans, uh, if Byzantine Empire had the had the Sassanids on, on, in the Anatolia region and there was famine and this country became poor and that country became rich, how? Right? And I was like, hmm, let me understand the game a bit more in details. Bro, I almost lost all the friends in that period because my obsession was only one thing. I want to learn this thing inside out. You know, I know that even your wife told me you're not talking to her most no, of the time. You nobody. You're left off. <laughs> nobody. I was I could have out. seen the pain in her face when she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, um, when that obsession got in me, it put me, when I came out of that obsession, something little that I have gained from it. When I was sitting, I saw that I have a better value in the real world. Right? I could, I could sit with a CEO. I could sit with another person. I could sit with anyone. And I can beat you at your own game. Give me, give me freaking any challenge that you want me to do. Mm. Forget sales, forget anything. But I know how to create value. And then I saw one of, like, you know, a lot of things that when you realize that how these kings and all these, they used to entertain themselves and create a brand value. Like for Romans, the biggest marketing strategy was bring the gladiators, create an entertainment create content, let people watch, they stay busy, they watch that, they want to they wanna be in the army. That was what created Romans, the, the art of war, right? That was a marketing strategy. Then people used to trade based on that art of this thing, right? Now, I learned one thing that, one of the things that got, like I, right now I'm, I'm doing a lot of content management, I'm doing product distribution. I'm not product by product distribution, I mean digital products. And I realized one thing that in the coming, more and more the world is getting digitalized. The more and more the people are going to be more centric towards the content industry. That's what we are doing here. We are creating content and we want people to consume this content. Right? The more and more consumers are there, the more and more your value is up. No matter if I'm, we are not making any money out of it. You're not making any money out of it. Your time is the money. Why are you Absolutely. investing your time into it? Because you know that eventually... This, this space, this, this particular interaction has a value in the digital world. Not an NFT, not anything else. This has a value, right? So I think that any, and I saw a lot of people doing that. The kids back in India, bro, like um, 19, 20 year old kids, they make around $50,000 a month. They're making, they're, they, they fall in the top 5%. The brands, check out the brands, all of them centering towards them. Multi-billion dollar brands, tech brands, consumer brands, food brands. They're gaming. Gaming. Like I, I'm, I'm working with Tencent, $440 billion company. And I was one of the three companies throughout South Asia, which was selected by Tencent to be their co-creation partner. Why? Because they know that we can generate and distribute content. Right? Working with, with our partners like, like Loco, world's largest independent streaming platform, working with them for the content distribution. Every month, I pay 50,000 dirham every month, persistently, to the kids in Middle East and North Africa to go and stream and generate content. From what? From playing? From Just play a game. It has a value. I sell YouTube shorts to platforms. 
I love how life became. Like if, if this happened when I was a kid, maybe I would have been a multi-billionaire by the age of Easy. 10. But they used to whoop my ass by me spending time on my Nintendo and Segas and stuff. And then you have to go study, you have to go oh, do all of this stuff. Oh, you have no idea. Do you know in South Asia, there is, the, there is one kid who's 19 years old, who is most expensive and highest conversion. Do you know his impression rate? 200%. You and me, we will struggle to get an impression rate of 5%. <laughs> he has a 200% impression rate on his content. What does he By do? By playing. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. The guy comes on YouTube. His live view, viewership is around 30 to 40,000 people at once. Playing a game. Whatever he does. He sits there and sits like this. How are you guys? Are you guys doing good? All okay? How's my hairstyle? He has 50, 60,000 even viewers live watching him. Wow. He, what can he do? He can sell anything to that audience. And an average creator in South Asia, forget the West. South Asia, their viewership is 10 to 15,000 live. That means that the kid sitting at home in his one gaming room can collect five stadiums to watch him live. Which... Celebrity, can you see doing that? Nobody? Ronaldo. Huh? Ronaldo. A few other Messi. His, his Al Nasser first presence could still only get him 18,000 in a stadium. I can fill up five like that. That's some crazy, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say untapped, but for us, it's like it's, it's an industry where we really don't focus on, but it's quite booming. What's the valuation of the esports nowadays and the streaming? <sighs> the esports industry overall yearly, year over year, is $45 billion. Billion dollars. $45 billion. And it is the fastest going industry in the world. It's the fastest consumer uh, content consumer market in the world. Highest second number is not even close. Um, let's say in South Asia itself, we generate around 4 to 5 billion viewership every month. West and Europe cannot do that. Not even in the wildest of their dreams. It's huge. The Middle East, North Africa does around 800 million. So the idea is that if you have this knowledge and you know that how much of a share you want in that industry is what make, makes a difference. We have, if we don't have knowledge to those particular aspects, it goes back to the same thing. What really are you doing with the information around you? It's all the information that catches my ears. Let's give them some free tips. What's the most popular games and what are the tournament prices nowadays? Oh, we will get to that. Yeah. That's an interesting. Let I me tell give them something if there's kids watching. Esports yeah. yeah. e facts. Uh, the prize pool for World Cup this year, which Argentina won, had a prize pool of $42 million. That's for what? For the first? For the second? first position. First position. First position. 42. The total prize pool was around $65 million. Right? World Cup. Now, there is a game you have never heard of, Honor of Kings. Two years back, it had a prize pool of $200 million. Two years back. Two years back. Right now, League of Legends, $42 million. Uh, Dota 2, around same numbers. Uh, PUBG Mobile, this year. Uh, now, second biggest sport, cricket, IPL, the biggest cricket league, had a prize pool of $4 million, $4.5 million. For the first. Yes. PUBG Mobile. Esports had a price pool of six million dollars. Wow! Right, and it's not—it's just one event. 
It has around four events happening in a year. That means the overall silly mobile game that you're watching on the phone has a price pool overall in a year around 10 to 15 million dollars. That's nuts. Right? That's crazy. What does it cost you? It's gonna cost me to be training a lot on gaming and leave no, everything no, after, that I'm doing. By the way, they, no, no, you cannot play yourself because it has, has an to age be, limit. Yeah, and the team. Because your reflexes, this is the craziest part. If you compare your reflexes to the kid who's like 17, 18, they're crazy, bro. I'm sure it's like 10 times higher than us. 100 times better. Yeah. I, sometimes when they you shoot... You don't have to, shoot, to hit me with 100. 10 times was enough. <laughs> no, 100, bro. Me, 150. Okay. So you know what I mean? It's, it's, it has become... Now, if you know about these facts and figures that India alone has 400 million active gamers. 400 million. How can I, how can I not be a part of it? I'm an idiot. If I know these numbers, I read them somewhere and I'm an Indian, I know I have an esports organization, I don't want to be a part. Bro, my team players are kids from Mongolia. See you posting on Instagram always. Yeah, congratulations. The tournament. Yeah, yeah, coming number two, number three, yeah. number we, we're we, seeing you the number one very soon. But actually, we are number one in the world. Oh, right wow. Now. Yeah. But we just came number four in the global championship. Okay. But overall ranking yearly, we are number one. That's amazing. Without any sponsors, we are the only profitable organization in the world right now. Wow. Great on you. Very happy to hear Thank that. Thank you, man. Okay, this has been extremely amazing. I know if you're gonna be talking about this, it's gonna I can go days. Hours and hours. What I'm gonna be doing, I'm gonna be sharing all of your credentials with the audience for whoever wants to reach out to Tawkir directly to be more informative about this subject. Feel free to do so. Thank Thanks you. a lot for coming on the show. Morning. This has been amazing. Thank you Thank guys you. for watching. See you on the next one. Thank you.